This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hi, I'm Hanif Baharudin and this is Gigi Well Played, BFM's video game show. We're going to catch up with the CEO of Esports Integrated, Ahmed Faris Amir, to talk about the budget that was tabled recently. But before that, here's a recap of some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Afnil Ting and Daryl Ong. Thank you, Hanif. Well, folks, after a whirlwind of rumour about its potential return, with fans getting a bit restless and demanding for it, the Silent Hill franchise will be making a comeback. So far, we don't have anything concrete that's confirmed, as Konami just created a teaser website, as well as a tease on the official Silent Hill Twitter account over the weekend. That's right. The tweet says, and I quote, the latest updates for the Silent series will be reviewed during the hashtag Silent Hill transmission on Wednesday, 19th of October at 2pm. So, we'll know more about what will actually be reviewed by Wednesday but suffice to say it might be a completely new game or a remake of the popular Silent Hill 2. Mm. If it's a new game there was a title that appeared on a Korean video games rating board called Silent Hill The Short Message. So that might be the title of the game if it's a remake of Silent Hill 2, several reports have claimed that the game might be developed by Bluebird Team Studio, makers of Layers of Fear. There were also rumours of concept art and screenshots that have been spilled online. Mm, don't worry, we'll soon find out the truth and we'll be sure to bring you the outcome of Wednesday's event in the next episode. So do stay tuned for that. Alright, moving on. Overwatch 2 has finally been released and from what I heard, the queue to get the game has been pretty patchy with a lot of players having to wait for a bit to get the game. Yeah, this is probably because this free-to-play sequel to the hugely successful Overwatch has now reached over 25 million players in its first 10 days. The game has also achieved a daily player base spread near even across EMEA, Europe, Middle East, Africa, Asia and the Americas that's nearly tripled the previous daily player peak from the original Overwatch. This is good news for the game. We'll be getting our hands on it soon and maybe give you our take on the game as and when. Mm. In the meantime, do give it a try and let us know what you think of the game via our email ggwp at bfm.my. Up next, if you're old like us, you probably remember the days of TV gaming shows like X-Play and Attack of the Show with Adam Sassler, Morgan Webb, Kevin Pereira, Oliver Munn, among others. Well, after being dormant for quite a while, these shows made a return to the US via G4 TV last year. But after less than a year, G4 is now being discontinued immediately. Comcast Spectator Chairman and CEO Dave Scott told employees that the reason for discontinuing G4's operations is because the channel has not been achieving sustainable financial results. G4 was originally launched in 2002 before ending its initial programming in 2012. It was relaunched last year in November and has now ceased its operations again. Mm, maybe we're just being nostalgic, but truth be told, it's a bit more difficult for shows like this to compete in a landscape that's super saturated these days. Heck, we don't even consume shows like this anymore, relying on YouTube, Twitch and Discord for information and content. Well, last but not least, eSports will not be making an appearance at the 2026 Commonwealth Wealth Games in Victoria, Australia, despite its successful appearance as a pilot event at this year's Birmingham Games. Hmm. This surprise U-turn comes after the organisers decided not to include eSports as a medal event. According to BBC News, the 2026 Commonwealth Games organising committee has declined to explain the reasoning behind it despite repeated requests from the Commonwealth Games Federation, CGF, and the Global eSports Federation, GEF. 
The BBC report also cited an insider that's familiar with the matter, citing the fact that doping could be a factor, as the logistics of arranging for various drug testing could be problematic. Mm, another insider also said that the more traditional and older members of the Commonwealth Games nation were opposed to esports as well. This is very disappointing news, to be honest. It feels like the progress that esports is making has been halted suddenly. But the conversation about where it sits with traditional sports is still pretty much relevant, with some people still debating on it. It's relevant here and there, especially on this very show. And that's all we have for you for this week's news. Back to you, Hanif. Thank you very much, Daryl and Ofnil. Budget 2023 was tabled a couple of weeks ago, and while the dissolution of the parliament might have changed the conversation slightly, we would like to still respond to the allocation made for esports. Esports received 13 million this year, down from 15 million the previous year. So, what does the CEO of Esports Integrated, Ahmed Faris Amir, think? Here's his reaction. <laughs> uh, 13 million, 15 million, 20 million, they're all about the same in general, <laughs> considering how huge that amount is. Um, personally, I, I I wasn't surprised when I first heard that the budget um, were only 13 million, so down by 2 million, like you said, I'm not surprised. Um, but I think there's a bigger question as to whether exactly 13 million is for esports or otherwise. I mean, as we recall last year, the amount that was table with 20 million uh, for esports and yet there were 5 million for drone. Um, I was made to understand there is a possibility of that 13 million to still be split to drone and and then only then esports. Um, so up till now, we're still unsure. But if you were to take the 13 million figure, I'm not surprised. Um, but in fact, I'm still happy that the government is still paying attention um, to esports, to be honest. Uh, so 13 million, 20 million, 50 million, that figure to some, to a large extent, it's about the same. And it still shows, um, it shows consistency. Uh, like I said, the government is still paying attention. So it's it's still good, um, in my opinion. Mm. But do you think that, that that's fair though, considering that I think esports have been on a steady incline and to a certain extent, and, and especially the fact that it comes on the back of a decent showing by the national team at, you know, SEA Games and Commonwealth uh, Games uh, where we back three bronze medals and three gold medals respectively. Um, I mean, the last thing you want to see sometimes is a lack of, I guess, to a certain extent, support in that that sense. You know what I mean? When on, on a national front, the esports teams are doing well and then, you know, the allocation is less than last year. Right. Um, well, um, two things here. Number one, I don't necessarily think support coming from the government ma- can only come in a form of budget allocation. Um, so any more budget is good. Um, the more, the better, of course. Uh, but support does not necessitate money. And therefore, if let's say there are there are many different things that the government can do to support, like similarly, like last year, in which when they gave the tax exemption um, for esports um, cash prizes, that is also a form of um, support that came through a policy of tax exemption, and that's good. So therefore, it doesn't always have to come from uh, uh, in terms of budget. Uh, but secondly, and more importantly, I'm of the opinion, and I guess this is a school of thought, that government budget must not always be consistent or the same amount if it if it declines perhaps there, there must be uh you know it must be juxtaposed to the inflation and different um you know uh, expectation however for uh specific say esports in this context um there is definitely a push and uh, necessity and urgency for people within the industry that are part of the government to look into ways to reduce the burden of the government to allocate budget and let's not forget government budget came from taxpayers money 
And despite the esports industry has been in an incline, like you said, which I completely agree with, but I don't think that therefore more budget must be allocated. I think more work must be done by the industry players, especially those that are working very closely with the government. But I'm not going to take it away from anyone. More budget is always good, means more attention and all that. But in this context, we have to look at it from a bigger picture. And that is, esports is um, an industry driven um, and they are also profit oriented. Therefore, you know, find ways. Uh, and that includes um, impact and ESI as well in finding ways to work with the industry and private entities better to reduce the burden of the government. All right. Okay. I'm gonna to touch a bit more on that. Um. Also, how um the allocation for last year was spent. Uh. But I think, uh, we have to address the elephant in the room, and that is, I think, the dissolution of the parliament recently, which means that there is a possibility that the budget will most likely be retabled. Um. Do you expect the allocation to somehow change? You know, regardless of you know, uh, which party wins. Oh wow. Okay. So if different. Okay. So if there's a different administration, very high likelihood of the budget will change. Um, and even if it's to be tabled, uh, the, the, oh, this is a really tough question though. Um, I think it will change. Um, right now, there are stakeholders that are pointing out whether it's enough, um, whether it's too much. And definitely a new administration coming in after the election will have to look into different interests of different groups as well. And therefore, likelihood of it changing is um, very much so there. Uh, however, if it were to be reduced, I think my position remains the same. Um, except that at this point, considering that we also don't know exactly how much we are receiving, and there's also a very important clarification that I will make later when we speak about how the budget was spent last year. Um, in other words, I'm saying um, anything could happen. So if it were to, to increase, great. If it were to decrease, again, I'm not surprised. Likelihood of it changing is very high. I, I, I guess it's not too late to ask you then, um, do you have any specific wish list in case the budget gets retabled again? <laughs> on behalf of KBS, maintain the same figure. On behalf of ESI, that is, you know, one of the many recipients of the budget that MOF allocated for, we definitely hope for more. Uh, because I don't know, I guess um, uh, this is a bit self-serving. But personally, I think Impact being the agency under KBS and we've done, um, we've tried as much as possible. And I think at this point, we're quite happy with our achievements. So if more budget allocated to KBS and I truly hope that there'll be more budget allocated for ESI in order for us to carry out um, the work that we've done for the past few years and uh, I'll be happy to share the achievements that we have so far and why necessarily I think more money should be given to ESI but not necessarily to esports as a whole. Mm, okay, all right, interesting. Now, uh, I mean, you promised to talk a, a bit more about this and I think to a certain extent, I think it's also important to have this conversation considering that yeah. I think, you know, when it comes to doing budget shows every year sometimes we talk about you know the allocations that were given but usually there's no follow-up right so i think um, what i would like to to do this time around is to just get a bit of a follow-up as to you know uh, how the money the last year's allocation was spent um mm -hmm. so esports received 20 million last year yeah maybe you can tell us a bit uh, more about how that allocation was spent you know sure um uh, as i mentioned i think i need to make a very important two very important clarifications um, the first one is that uh, Impact Integrated, the parent company to Esports Integrated Initiative, um, is the CLBG. We're a company limited by guarantee, and um, which therefore means that we don't uh, receive the budget directly to us. In fact, for the past um, few years since Esports um, received budget allocation, the budget were given to and through um, MSN, Majlis Sukan Negara, or also 
in English uh, National Sports Council, and there was a year, if I'm mistaken, that it went to MDEC as well. So nonetheless, um, impact in a way that do not control the budget. I mean, ESI do not control the budget. So we are just a recipient of the full budget allocation. But second, it's also important to clarify that um, so the processes on ministry level, even agency level, and our relationship with MOF isn't as easily as painted as when the budget is stable. So for example, let's say last year it was 20 million, wait, sorry, 50 million, huh? 5 million went to drone, 50 million budget located for esports uh, don't necessarily mean that we will receive all 15 million. And I'm not only talking about ESI, I'm talking about KBS and uh, MSN as well, uh, because there is a prerogative for MOF, MOF to ensure that budget uh, is spent wisely and that people do spend the budget on, and then there is a good outcome of the budget spend uh, and all that. So in this regard, um, I, I think safe to, not safe to, I think it's important that I clarify that there was some budget cut and ESI need to take responsibility here because there was a bit of a delay with our um, ESI hub construction due to COVID and PKP. So the budget that was allocated for the, the building of ESI hub uh, was allocated in 2020, but the completion and launch was only early this year. So that means there was a year delay and there's a lot of intricacies behind it. Uh, but speaking, I guess, um, from the context of MOF and their prerogative to ensure that budget is spent wisely, because of the delay, there was a little bit of a you know pushback coming from MOF. And because of that, um, while I cannot divulge specifically when it comes to that, but ESI's um, budget has been uh, cut a little bit due to that delay, which is beyond our control, but it's fine. And we made it work. Um, and for 2022, uh, we only received a quarter of the full budget. And on top of the delay due to MOS prerogative to ensure that all the budget is spent wisely. Uh, we still managed to do um, and went on with um, our flagship programs, um, at least two of the major ones, which is Malaysia Sports Championship and Malaysia Sports League, um, which is still currently happening. So MEL, for example, Malaysia Sports League, that we work with the um, eSports Association nationwide um, to run the state league, and then there was also the national league, and then there's also para league, and this year we are also running um, open as well, that uh, the budget allocated for that alone is 1.5 million because we need to distribute amongst the state association to run their grassroots level that had four game titles. And then there's also the national level tournament and open uh, level tournament. Um, so in doing so, MEL cost us about 1.5 uh, million. Um, so you can imagine many other programs, uh, you know, either will be affected because of that. Um, but that's an example of how we spend the budget. Uh, so MEL and MEC went on as well. Uh, and then this year, something that I was hint that I hinted to you when we spoke um, last year around the same time is that we'll host a regional tournament in which we did. Um, we worked with Moonton, uh, our Mobile Legends game publisher, to host the Malaysia uh, Mobile Legends Southeast Asia Cup held in Malaysia uh, for the first time. Um, so that was another regional tournament that we brought to ensure that esports, um, that Malaysia becomes an esports hub. Then we also worked with ESL1 um, to host the regional tournament uh, for Dota 2, um, which is one of the many things that we aim to do this year and be able to do that. And therefore, we're you know, quite happy with it. We managed to run our capacity building programs through ESI Masterclass, um, uh, then many other ESI challenges. But except for this year, there were a lot of programs that we did for ministry. So hence some of the ESI challenges in which we will run it and, and you, know, you know, run awareness program and run capacity building programs at the same time for grassroots level in different states um, in which we work with, um, we ran it during Carnival Belira Sukan Negara, during Hali Belira Negara, um, during Expo Industry Sukan, which was just con concluded uh, end of last week uh, and many more. So 
essentially, is, uh, ESI received only a quarter of the budget, um, but we managed to conduct all the programs that we needed to, and there's still a couple more that is coming, something that I also hinted before, uh, which is the National Esports Development Guideline. Last year, it was called NERG, National Esports Regulatory Guideline. So the whole year, we were very busy uh, working on the policy, working with different um, stakeholders, working with ministry as well, and we're happy to say that we'll be launching it very soon because it's done. But as you can imagine, bureaucratic process to, to finesse the regulation needed for an industry will take a while. But that's one of the things that we also set out to this year. So generally, a quarter of the budget for ESI specifically, you know, went very well. On top of that, of course, MSN and their high performance uh, mandate uh, also received an allocation, which I'm not, to be honest, not entirely sure the figure. Uh, but I think was also mentioned recently was about 2 million plus was given to Malaysia Sports Federation as part of the SEA Games selection and the you know participation as well. So there's also a bit of that too. And then JBSN, another department under KBS um, that ran their programs, which includes their My Ladies PUBG tournament, and there's also their esports tournament during Harisuka Negara. Um, yeah, and that. So generally, in terms of the allocation budget, we did everything that we possibly could, and we're quite happy with how the budget was spent. Uh, but in the end, MOF is the one that deciding. So we'll just submit the report that we did, and we'll also share. ESI shares our output and outcome of our programs throughout the year on our social media so when it's out on um, by the end of the year or earlier next year we'll be able to see it as well so that's what i can say in terms of budget allocation spent for 2022 that was ahmed faris amir or Matt, ceo of esports integrated talking about the recent allocation for esports in this year's budget as well as how they spent last year's allocation we're going to make way for some messages more after this stay tuned this is gg well played on bfm 89.9 BFM 89.9, listening to Gigi Well Played. I'm your host, Hanif Baharudin. Joining me on the show is Ahmed Faris Amir, the CEO of Esports Integrated. We've spoken about the budget and how it has been spent on esports. Now we're going to continue the conversation by hearing his observations of the growth of the industry here in Malaysia. Mm, okay. Um, I'll not go with grassroots level. I'll start with high performance level first. Um, I think, and I think it goes without saying that we're doing very well already. Um, as the ones that you mentioned won medals at the, uh, despite it was only for demonstration. I had a recent Olympics for esports championship, we won medals there. Uh, sea Games isn't as, as well as we did the, the previous edition. Um, we only won, won bronze this time around. Um, but that's not, that does not mean that it's not doing well. Because I believe when it comes to high performance, there is a certain obsession of Malaysian um, you know, citizens expecting that um, medals must be won without necessarily just posing it with the gra- the development at grassroots level, um, which is something that you would like to speak um, further. And I'll get back to that later. Point I'm saying is, on high performance level, um, there's some good, there's some uh, improvement, but there's also some decline as well. So all in all, I think um, it's safe to say that Malaysia is still um, a powerhouse in Southeast Asia especially but there's a lot more that can be done in a in a context of obsession I don't think that's only applicable to esports championship uh, or sanctioned tournaments but also you know when it comes to the non-esports tournament non-esports um, participation right like our football team or badminton and all that there's always a certain obsession towards it and I think this needs to be dealt with to a some to, to, a, to some extent uh, so Conclusively, high performance, uh, we're, we're doing, still doing very well. 
When it comes to development on grassroots level, I think this is the part where it's quite tricky. I mean, if anything, one, there's always an, an attempt, you know, by a few agencies trying to quantify the number of people involved in esports, the number of players, the amount of revenue. And we can talk about that in length and just look at the statistics and we'll say that it is inclined. But I don't think that's something that we talk about. Um, as for me, and looking at from the lens of an agency and the Ministry of Youth and Sports, um, unfortunately, I think the number of participation, for example, say for our Malaysia Sports League or Malaysia Sports Championship uh, has declined a little bit um, because the number uh, that we reported in 2020 during COVID time was massive. Like what we had, you know, people that participated and that was good, right? But of course, that expectation um, did not last up till now because when um, it's no longer under... Uh, PKP and youth are out there doing different things as well as opposed to being stuck at home and getting involved in esports back to school back to university so different things uh, and people do different things now so in terms of at least participation on grassroots level it has been quite uh, a decline um, but again that does not necessarily reflect the state of esports today because we still need to look into the growth of the industry as a whole um, so how do I say this um, participation uh, but at the same time, in terms of game title, let's like say, for example, Mobile Legends, when we uh, work with um, them for the Mobile Legends Southeast Asia Cup, uh, the viewership that they had was, at one point, was a million of people watching um, the, 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 the matches um, simultaneously. That means it's not a total of one million people viewed it, but one million people concurrently watching it. That means there is an increase in terms of um, the number of enthusiasts uh, when it comes to Mobile Legends. But is Mobile Legends reflective of esports? Maybe so, because they are the most popular currently in Malaysia and also cons constantly has been um, uh, in our sanctioned tournaments. So Mobile Legends has been an increase, but there's been other tournaments, uh, also game titles that are in a decline as well. Like um, uh, Maybe I shouldn't touch on that, but point is some has improved, some has not. Overall, I think Malaysia, when it comes to growth of esports definitely is in um, the increase. Mm, okay. Um, just to bring your attention to, to, I guess, a slightly larger conversation, um, I think, um, you know what, money is a very sensitive topic, right? And I think yeah. to a certain extent, like you, you said earlier that, you know, the fact that the government keeps on allocating money for esports uh, is a good thing, but I think there are some people out there that are beginning to wonder whether, um, you know, maybe other areas of, uh, I guess, sports in the larger context should also be given priority, especially because we have, you know, uh, other lesser, lesser mainstream sports that are doing well, on, especially on, an, uh, on a global scale, which, you know, warrants, uh, uh, I guess, a support from the government, right? Um, what, what, what's your take on, on, you know, on this kind of comment to a certain extent? Okay. Um, well, while money is finite, but the conversation about budget um, is not mutually exclusive. I mean, just because different sports require more budget does not mean that it has to come from esports alone. But if the comparison here is between uh, non-esports, I think let's just call, call them traditional sports. Is that okay? Yeah. Right? Or non-esports. Okay. Non-esports um, uh, and whether or not they should take up the budget and receive more and you should slash from esports. I think this is, uh, first of all, is a misconception. And surely people who are angry, okay, how, let, let me begin. Um, so esports is considered a sports. And that definition alone, at least on KBS level, is something that we're working on. And we have already changed um, the um, Sports Development Act, which has not been formalized yet, but has already included esports in the list of sports. 
Um, at the same time, there were progressions when it comes to um, you know IOC accepting esports as sports and then taking it back and only deciding that sports that are uh, esports game titles that are sports in nature like FIFA, for example, or NBA are the only ones can be considered as, as sports and the rest are not like, you know, maybe PUBG or Mobile Legends and all that. So there has been progression up and down. But the point is, the debate is still out there. And as for me, the misconception here is while there is an importance to decide whether esports is a kind of sports or otherwise, but I think the treatment given to esports must not be the same as uh, as tennis, for example, or badminton, meaning if sports is an umbrella definition of an activity and underneath it, the sub-definition sub are, say, um, football or badminton or tennis, and esports, despite it having to be um, defined as sports itself, but must not be tucked under sports, meaning sports and esports are equal in this context. Therefore, an equivalent of football, for example, or tennis or badminton or hockey are the FIFA, I mean, the game, eFIFA, or NBA, or Mobile Legends, or PUBG. And only then people will realize that the budget allocated for esports in itself as an industry, as a subject matter, is not more than sports. But if you keep saying that, oh, esports is taking up, taking away the budget from sports, and yes, definitely that debate will go on and on. So there is an urgency. I would say there is an urgency to discuss this. Uh, even at the KBS level, and I have personally have been an advocate, advocating for an esports to be treated differently, but not necessarily asking them for more budget. But look, look, truth be told, I mean, um, uh, I understand the, the request here, right? I mean, mm. and I don't think it's only esports. Sometimes people will also say that football is getting too much, but yeah. look at the performance, for example, right? Like yes, rugby yes. is doing so well, um, but has not received the same amount. So, yeah. So as for now, I think it's safe to say that it's an unfair um, comparison um, and it must not be seen as an, a mutually exclusive um, subject matter. Meaning it's because this sports doesn't get enough budget, therefore please take it from this sports. So I, I would say I disagree with that request. Yeah, and thank you for sharing uh, how pedantic the conversation can be in defining how you know what 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 can be considered as esports and you know what kind of games can be considered esports. Yeah, that that's pretty interesting. <laughs> but but I mean, have we settled down on on the definition yet? Not right now, or are we are we still in, in the midst of defining you know what can be considered esports and what cannot be considered esports? I think oh uh, no, so the conversation is still ongoing, and to say that we are uh, at the at the end of the conversation, we're far from it. And this is due to the nature of how fluid esports in itself is. I mean, if we look at games that we have here in Malaysia, Free Fire um, or Valorant um, that are popping up, and there are a couple more. Um, and there are also games that were once very popular, like Counter-Strike, for example, during when we were teenagers, right? And it's not as popular now. Dota 2 still remain the most um, elusive tournament with the biggest prize pool. So the, uh, the, the fluidity of esports in itself will mean that it's difficult to decide whether what should be defined and an esports game title to be accepted on a on a global level, for example. So, uh, so no, we're not we're not near there. But in the context of the government and the ministry, as I also had the privilege of working with them in um, changing the definition of uh, changing uh, amending the Sports Development Act, uh, we're not 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 nearly there too. Um, because personally, I think the understanding of the government. Um, is not, uh, I don't say it's not adequate. I think we need to know more. We need to understand more. Our learning curve has been, um, has been high. 
but I mean, if I look up different game titles and reach out to different communities, I'll learn different things. Um, and at least as the person advocating for esports in KBS, looking at my peers who are more senior, who are not involved in, who did not even get a chance to play game when they were young, and therefore when they started, if they were to be introduced to Mobile Legends, it will be like a new idea altogether. Um, so it's hard, and the bureaucracy also isn't making it any better for us. So nah. <laughs> okay. Um, I would like to get your response. Um, on a news item that popped up recently about coming from coming from uh Malaysia Electronic Sports Federation that made a claim that essentially that they never received their full amount of the allocation from the budget. Um, you know, and the National Sports Council came up with a response. Uh, but mm. I guess to some extent, maybe you can also respond to you know this news news item, I suppose. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, MESF is the National Sports Association for esports. Yes, mm. um, similar to FAM, similar to BAM, uh, and we've been. Uh, um, I mean, we, we've spoken to them. We are in the same industry. Uh, we work a lot closer with the uh, state esports association um, rather than MESF. But that's not to say that we have a strange relationship. It's not that. Um, generally, ESI wants to work with many people. Um, that we could because, I mean, as the name suggests, esports integrated, so we should integrate with as many people as possible. Um, MSF has done great work as well with uh, C Games, um, uh, and they also involved very much so with our fellow department, um, JBSN. So, yeah, MSF is rightfully, uh, they're trying their best to do whatever they should as the National Sports uh, Association. So, I don't have much to comment on the sentiment surrounding that you know statement as well as um, the response coming from MSN. However, I think, again, it's important to clarify, similar to my response earlier about MOF, first of all, um, I think it's a misunderstanding that the National Sport Association must receive all the budget that is allocated by MOF. Um, and that misunderstanding has been going on for many years already. And I remember explaining this to the media before too, that no, they're not supposed to receive it. Uh, I mean, the whole amount, it is the prerogative of the ministry and in this context is KBS to decide as to who they um, allocated to depending on um, the importance, depending on um, the number of people that is going to benefit from it, etc. Um, however, uh, even more so than that, MESF as a National Sports Association, um, other than not actually should receive the full amount, um, must also understand that before MESF comes, there's already the agency that are under KBS that report directly to KBS, uh, including National Sports Association, um, JBSN, as well as uh, Impact Integrated or ESI, and including um, ISN, Institute Sukarnagara, that also is looking into esports science, uh, which I didn't include um, in the whole work that has been done this year, right? On top of that is also IRIS, the uh, Institute of um, Youth Research, that have started looking into um, esports research as well, so that we are able to have our own data. And they're working with um, ESI too in order to understand the um, ecosystem better. So what I'm getting at is that already there are different initiatives done under KBS by different agencies with different mandates um, that we also require. We are required to present to um, the, the top management of ministry in order to obtain the budget, and we also are required to justify. Um, why we think the budget is is going to be useful and what exactly are we were doing? We have to report back the outcome. And therefore, I think I'm going to use this word. It's naive to think that just because a budget is allocated, therefore they should be entitled to the full amount because that's not how things work. Yeah, there you go. All right. Okay. 
Um, I think we have to end our conversation soon. Uh, and as usual, I always like to just ask you, you know, about your prediction for for next year. You know, in terms of foreseeing the growth of of esports industry, but also taking the factor that to some extent, you know, economically speaking, we might be heading to a recession yeah. as well. So, and we might not. Be, I mean, the economy is not the most stable right now. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that to a certain extent that will also impact the growth of esports, especially in Malaysia? Mm-hmm. Esports has a very uh, low entry barrier um, for esports enthusiasts or players to continue to participate in the sports. Uh, it doesn't require much, at least for different kind of game titles. Say, for example, um, Mobile Legends only require a mobile phone and the team to play together and you can participate. So, from a user standpoint. Maybe not so much from industry standpoint. I think it's tough to say because, like I like I told you, there's still a lot for us to learn, right? So how the inflation is going to affect? I'm sure there will be some effect. Obviously, I mean, if everything if prices are going to increase, um, if it's going to be difficult for people to get loans, there are different things that will affect as well. But the industry that rely heavily on their own game publishers, um, that will have different ways and at the same amount uh, and due to also the same. Uh, was what difficult or sorry the same accessibility to esports as well i think there'll be ways to work around it but whether or not it will be affected it will be whether it will be bad or like huge um, effect i am quite optimistic that it will not be for reasons i've mentioned earlier okay You're tuned into GG Well Played, and that was Ahmed Faris Amir, CEO of Esports Integrated, commenting on the allocation made to our esports industry in Budget 2023, as well as the state of the industry here in Malaysia. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on pfm.my, our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. You can also find this show on Spotify. Do share your thoughts and the games that you play via our email, ggwp@pfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at PFM Radio. My name is Anif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and please take care. This has been GG Well Played. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.